0: Every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Made for Missions podcast where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's mike falkenstein f a l k e n s t i n e.com. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this the 27th episode of the Main permissions podcast. We're so glad that you're with us. And my name is Mike Falkenstein, uh, one of your co-hosts. I'm here again today with uh, Ken Watmore. And Ken, we've just had in our 26th episode, the interview with the good friends at Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas. And that was a good interview, wasn't it? Maybe our best one yet.
2: Yeah, very good stuff. These guys are on task, uh, you know, not wavering in their mission. Uh, I love it. I love this interview.
1: Yeah, it's kind of what you were just telling me. You can tell. And they've got a purpose and a mission, and uh, they're going to get at it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. They're going
2: to make sure their congregation knows that that's their mission.
1: Yeah, that's right. And so we'll talk about that some today. And so in this episode, I thought, Ken, what it would be good for us to do is to take uh, what, what I thought were the kind of the three... Main points, or the three points maybe that I enjoyed the best out of that interview, and kind of break that a little down a little bit more because you know, I think this is this is good, especially because you know, for those who are listening that are church members, uh, church leaders of different varieties, boy, I think there's a lot that we can learn from what the guys at uh, Watermark Church are doing. And so, um, how does that sound to you? Good, yeah, absolutely, great. So we got three things of what I'm calling kind of a follow-up to the Watermark Church interview. And the first thing, Ken, that I really pulled out of the interview that we did was, boy, they know what they believe the purpose of the church is, and they want to make sure that each person in their church knows their place in Great Commission work. And I think that's, you know, this was a... That was a key thought for me in the interview because, sadly, I think far too many churches don't know that. Right. Right? I, I think that's true. And I mean,
2: I think in this, we can relate it to the purpose of their church, which is, you know, obviously, like we said, just, you know, on task to to, to share the gospel. But to uh, their, I mean, their task is to make Christians that are, uh, you know, not knowing what they're supposed to be doing engaged in what they're supposed to be doing right yeah right to motivate ah. they're sending people out right the yeah way that's right to. but then the 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 bigger picture is what's the purpose of the church really the bigger church you know the whole church made up of Christians everywhere right and the purpose of the church from the the existing Christians is is very simple right share Christ. Yeah, that's right. Uh, share Christ. People are separated from God from with their sin. Uh, Christ came for that reason so that he can reconcile us to God, uh, save us. Uh, we're all lost. And if, the, if nothing else, the church needs to realize that that is the bottom line basis for everything that we
1: do. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to, I'm thinking of this from memory, but I believe the mission statement of their church is to call on all people to become fully devoted followers of Christ mm. and You know, it's one thing to just say that, because I think that term, fully devoted followers of Christ is becoming kind of a catchphrase, but to actually do it and to implement it is a whole nother issue, right? And you can tell that the guys at Watermark Church, the leaders there are serious about it. And I guess what I liked about it most was, you know, you think about being a pastor, being an elder at a church, you've got a number of people that God has put in, in under your care. And to go, I want to make sure that each one of those people knows their mission, knows where where they fall in the Great Commission work, and then we're going to help them implement it and make that a, a key thing that you're doing all the time is so fantastic. I mean, it really, of course, resonates with, with me because you can tell they're saying to all their congregation members, yes, you are made for missions yeah, and one form or another. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, they talked about these seven core classes that they have one called find your mission, which, you know, I would be very interested to know more detail about, about that, you know, but, but clearly that the title says a lot, right? We want you to, we want to help you find the place in the great commission that you're called to serve. And then you've got these, these, what they call their six core classes, keys to effective Bible study, knowing what you believe and why, an apologetics class, a life, of, uh, a life of Christ class, you know, a Genesis to Revelation kind of cover to cover kind of Bible survey class, and then, you know, what we've talked about in a previous episode about personal evangelism, and the, the thrust being, if you're a member at our church, we expect you to go through and take all of these classes, is intentional, right? I mean, it is saying... Yeah, this is serious and boy, I just loved that. I love that that outlook.
2: Yeah, I do too and I like uh the, you know, thinking about this, I mean, our, our church has a great discovery class on what it, you know, what it means to be a member of our church and certainly uh, there's emphasis on what it means to be a Christian. Um but I I like this idea of ha- telling your members, "Hey, we don't expect you to just have a welcome potluck. You know, we want <laughs> right. to we want to actually put you through mm. some courses to tell you what what your real mission is because most people don't know
1: yeah most people don't know and may we say that it then if most people don't know then maybe we could say that it is a dereliction of the duty of those elders and pastors who are overseeing those people right uh right i mean they should know that's true and it is the pastors and elders responsibility as shepherds Mm-hmm. of of a congregation to make sure that they know. So, you know, the results of all of this what I what I got out of it was that, you know, if you've got a pastor and leaders that are doing this, you've got each person at that church mobilized for the great commission, knowing where God wants them to serve, equipped for works of service, you know, doing the work of evangelism and, you know, the knowledge that you know it's normal, and this is one thing that Todd Wagner, the senior pastor, said. I mean, it's normal for followers of Jesus to be fully devoted followers, and then it's abnormal not to be. Right. And you know to hear that from the front and go, boy, if you're going to be a part of this church, we want to make sure that you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the pursuit, right? That's the pursuit. We're not gonna, we're not gonna just call it in or, <laughs> right? <laughs> what do they call that, phone it in, you know, <laughs> or uh, what we've said before in a previous podcast that too many pastors and church leaders make a deal with their congregations, right? Where it's, Hey, I'm not going to ask much of you. You're not going to need you know, you give us a little money. We'll kind of keep this thing going and we'll say that we're doing everything that God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not seeing that here. And boy, this kind of church model of leadership really is exciting in it. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah, it really is. So the, of course that was number one was the purpose of the, of the church and You know the intentionality that these guys are hitting it, and so I think certainly may we say that that's a model for other churches that want to get serious about you know fulfilling the Great Commission. Yeah, uh,
2: I think that's a it's an excellent model.
1: Yeah, it really is. So the second main point that I pulled from uh, this interview is something that. I'm trying to remember if it was Todd Wagner or another one of his staff members who, who actually said this, but, it, but they said that they believe, and what they tell their people is that you're either a missionary or a missions field, right? And I, I love that because there's not much gray area in between, right? Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the implication there, by the way, is that if you're not doing any great commission work yourself right? You need to be reached with the gospel yourself. Right, In other words, the gospel is going to compel you if you are a fully devoted follower of Christ to, to find your mission, to find your place. And, you know, the pastor Todd Wagner, I loved what he said. He said, the great commission fulfillment is at the core of who you are as a Christian. Jesus says, this is my plan A and I don't have a plan B.
2: Yeah,
1: And uh, again, you talk about intentionality and getting at it. That's, Pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, I think it, uh, you know, this, we, we can look at the example going back to Christ walking here on earth, right? That in, I mean, in that time, a rabbi would have, you know, we'll call him. Under studies, right? Um, I think the right word might be Talmudine or Talmud, oh, something right. like that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they they were to follow the rabbi and do what the rabbi does, uh, learn how the rabbi speaks, acts, study under the rabbi. You know, they they followed closely to learn every trait, action, character of the rabbi, and mm-hmm. and then they would become rabbis, right? Then they would become uh, like the rabbi, at least. And, and then their mission was on, and they had people that would follow them, right? And in the church, I think, especially here, culturally in America, where so used to the, J- Jesus come into my heart, save me from my sins, thanks for dying on the cross for me. Which, fantastic, right? But yeah, right. You know, when you're five years old and you do that and then you live your life thinking, well, I, yeah, oh yeah, I, oh, you know, I, I prayed that. that prayer when I was five and you know, I'm, right. we go to church every Sunday or, or occasionally, You know, we're missing that whole idea of Christ saying, you're supposed to follow me. You're supposed to pick up the character traits that I have. You're supposed to uh, walk with the integrity that I walk with. You're supposed to uh, know me personally in depth closely, intimately, so that you can then go and be an ambassador for me to -hmm. others. And then you take up, you know, uh, your your mission, which is clearly stated, go and share the good news Mm -hmm. and make disciples, right? Right. So I think we miss that whole part of what it means to be a true follower of Christ. I think, again, it's an easy cultural misinterpretation here in the U.S. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, certainly if we if the goal is to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus, that's just what you've said. Yeah, I mean, and
2: by the way, as an encouragement to those who are listening, I find myself in that situation plenty oh, of times in my life. Definitely, where I go, hey, wait a second, what are you doing? Where you know you're not <laughs> you're not following closely. You're not um, you're not uh, being intimate with your Lord. I mean, I,
1: guilty here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No, me too. And obviously. You know, as you were just saying that, I was just thinking again, the intentionality I think is is what's key here because obviously we all get off track mm-hmm. to be able to go, No, that's not who I wanna be and mm-hmm. I mean it's just easy to fall off track and then stay off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean you really have to I mean it's a it's a constant deal. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the you know the conversation in Romans about uh the things that I want to do I don't want to do you know the things I don't want to do I keep on doing right you know Paul even had that 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 struggle sure right <laughs> and uh so yeah that's good that's good so obviously we you know they mention a lot of uh a lot of verses that uh sort of uh confirmed this this thought and You know, we don't need to go through all of them mainly because we've done that before. I guess I would just point out that in this process of A, being a fully devoted follower of Christ and B, then wanting to obey the Great Commission, many people have said, yeah, but in terms of evangelism, yeah, but I'm just, I don't have the gift of evangelism. And I guess I would just very quickly point out that certainly that spiritual gift is something that is something that we do see people have and so for people that I've known who who have the gift of evangelism what that means more is that they they're really the they're they tend to be the final ones to to share with somebody that leads to a a conversion they have kind of that that gift we see actually though in uh, 2 Timothy 4 the Apostle Paul saying as for you always be sober minded endure suffering do the work of evangelist, fulfill your ministry, and so I think we, we all kind of have this call to do the work of an of evangelist of an evangelist, even if we're not, we don't have that gift. And I mean, clearly, if you're if you're doing any kind of great commission work, you're going to be talking about Jesus, right? right? And that's really the work of an evangelist, really. And so I just appreciated him saying that. Yeah, I think it was in relation to our number one question, which is you know is the great commission a command for all Christians and he brought this this verse to, to bear and so certainly we're all called to do the work of an evangelist even if we don't have the gift of evangelism and so yeah i just really appreciated that so i want
2: to jump in with one oh yeah one. please Sorry, do tough, but on that too i think that what we see is the common thread between what we would consider the great evangelists right is it's sure it's a gift i'm i would never deny that, that, that certain people have certain gifts right but part of that gift is a confidence and who they are in Christ and who Christ is. I mean it's it's not just a gift that hey this person speaks really well and can evangelize and share really well and they um it, they're bold and confident and unashamed and that's why it's so effective oh, right. because they are so secure in the knowledge of the truth of who Christ is and the message that they're sharing. And uh, you when you see the great evangelists uh you would say well they have decided that they are uncompromising in their approach, and they are on task, like this church, right. to go out and do what they're called to do. And that's the difference, is they are just, they are simply, they know who Jesus is, they know who they are in Jesus, and they know what their mission is, mm-hmm. so they go and do it. That's it.
1: Yeah, that's that really is it. And so that's great. In fact, that sounds like a great time for us to allow Tom Moeller to come in and say a few words. So... Uh, when we come back, Ken, let's talk a little bit about uh, point number three, which is you know uh, Todd's point that life is a long-term missions trip and every week is a short-term missions opportunity, which I really appreciated. So thanks everyone for joining us and we'll be right back.
0: Hi, I'm Tom Muller. As a pastor or ministry leader, you know the value of having congregation members excited about God's work, both at home and abroad. Think about having a church full of people who know their place and God's great mission engaged to reach the world for Jesus. That's a church on fire. Or maybe you're a conference director looking for a dynamic speaker to come in and point people toward fulfilling the Great Commission in their lives. Mike Falkenstein would love to come and serve your church or conference by making a great speech to attendees on a Sunday morning or for a weekend event, making your event a huge success. Mike has a deep desire to make your job easier. Visit Mike's website at mikefalconstein.com and go to the speaking page to find out more about how you can have him come and serve you in this way
1: well thank you mr tom muller for saying a few words and uh boy we sure appreciate him over at 94.7 fm krks and ken i think that was actually the station you were on isn't it when you had your radio show that is correct yeah, yeah. so we know those guys real well over there and uh, they're good folks so well ken we've got one more Point that I wanted to talk about in relation to the Watermark Church episode. And by the way, for those listening, if uh, you know we're here at episode twenty-seven, if and I should have said this from the beginning, but if you haven't listened to the uh, episode twenty-six, let me highly recommend that you do so. Particularly for those church leaders and um, elders, uh, pastors, elders, church leaders. I just think there's a there's a lot we can we can glean from. What those guys are doing over there. So um, point number three that I picked up, Ken, that I just really appreciated was this term that apparently Todd Wagner, the senior pastor there says a lot, which is life is a long term missions trip. And every week is a short term missions opportunity. And he said, you know, they're in Dallas And he said, you know, there was this whole conversation about, you know, they're very careful with words and terms, that terms matter and words matter. And so when we talk about missions, it's not just something we're doing when we get on a plane and go somewhere, you know, that it's a something I'm, it's kind of a 24 seven. And he said, I'm no more on mission when I'm in Dallas than when I'm in Guatemala. And I think they, they, he was just getting ready to go there. So that was on his mind, but I just, I love that that idea that, you know, we're on, on mission in our own home, in our neighborhood, in our city, in our country and around the world. And it really kind of mirrors what we see in Acts one eight, right? That, Mm. that uh, Jesus calls us to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And yeah, I just, I, I love that. I love those, uh, that, that terminology.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, the point is you're, you're never off of mission, right? You're never off task. It's This is a constant thing. And it is, I mean, it is your, when people say, well, you know, I wonder what the purpose is in my life and all these things. And sure, we have, I think God's given us uh, all uh, unique opportunities, but in every one of those, your purpose is to share Christ. I mean, your purpose is to, you know, make disciples, share Christ to the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, And at at a time, we know that when everyone is reached you know the Lord returns, mm-hmm. um, so I mean it, that if you're wondering what your purpose is in life, I mean I think you probably have multiple purposes, but at the underlying core of all of them is to know Christ and share Him.
1: Yeah, that's right, and it kind of reminds me of uh, what my friend Dudley Callison said that you know we were talking about this what we're what we're now calling the Engage Thirteen project, and you know just reaching your neighbors and kind of. Uh, Key facts about that, and some strategies around that, and he said you know when when Jesus calls us to you know to love our neighbors uh, as ourselves, it at least means the people we live around in our neighborhood, you know so at the very least we can be on mission here i mean there's not all of us are called to go overseas, certainly there are some of us who are called to go and just you know love on our neighbors and build that bridge of friendship strong enough to carry the weight of the gospel. So, you know, I, I loved that. I guess the perspective was, and he mentioned this first Peter two passage where, you know, Peter says that, you know, that we're just sojourners and exiles in this country, in this, you know, in this land. And, you know, that the earth really is not our, our, our permanent home. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, while we're here, that's just kind of what God calls us to do. You know, again, that there's, you know this that we are Jesus's plan A, and there is no plan B. And so, obviously, for you know, for a number of reasons, there's you know, there's reasons to love what they're doing at Watermark Church. And boy, it's uh, yeah, I think something to to mirror. And let me say, by the way, Ken, just as a as a side note, I think these guys have this down so well that uh, you know I'm glad they're doing this. So in April, actually in the show notes of the of this of this episode we'll put the, the details. Watermark Church is actually doing a like a church conference, kind yeah. of a church leadership conference. And I mean I can see why. Absolutely. I mean they've kind of got this model down where I go, Yeah, this is really what churches ought to be doing. So Absolutely. yeah, I would highly recommend it, recommend those who are kind of intrigued to at least go and look at the the website for the the church conference so so ken as we uh as we end this episode what what final thoughts do you have about these three points about anything else as it relates to the the watermark uh episode um what are your final thoughts
2: well i, I think just kind of re-emphasizing that we this this episode this church is a is just a fantastic example of what we're uh, what we how we should be looking at our our mission and what that what that calling is that it an it's an everyday all day thing mm-hmm. um that it's not we're never ceasing uh in what that task is and that we should make an effort make every effort to you know to be able to like these classes that they offer for their church i think it's so mm-hmm. effective to you know, you never you never gain in knowledge or confidence without doing some study. And, That's right. You know, I think that if you can find ways, places to get involved or do studies like this, I think it's super important. But be be deliberate about it that you're going to do them in order to be that, uh, confident, bold, uh, evangelical minded person, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's so because right. It, because it really is what we're called to do. And again, I just reemphasize that, um, as we, d- when we do episodes like this and, um, it's always an encouragement to me because it always points out where, boy, I'm, you know, I missed the mark on this a lot. So um, oh, right. me personally, I, I'm in the same boat for me. It's an encouragement to, to make sure that I'm a missionary and not a mission field.
1: right? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's a challenging, uh, phrase in itself and it, yes yeah, yeah. it really is well for me ken i guess you know what i what i appreciate so much about the churches like this and uh watermark in particular is that it sure seems like as they were starting their church uh, and i don't know a lot of the details of kind of how that started but those that were that started it took the bible read it and said okay here's the things and the, at least these very things that we've just been talking about that we need to do mm-hmm. uh, there was no compromise Obviously, they saw the, the Bible as the inspired word of God. In other words, it's, here's what the Bible says. Okay, we're all called to do the work of an evangelist. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a church, that's what we're going to do. It comes, from, it comes from the Bible, right? And the things we've talked a lot about, the five you know, passages of the Great Commission. Okay, they're in there. We're going to follow them. It's the inspired word of God. And there just was, there's just no compromise. Mm-hmm. And certainly, it, it shows their high view of Scripture, done it. I mean, that's right. yeah, it really does. So I appreciate churches like that because, you know, I think as even Todd Wagner said, well, either the Bible is the inspired word of God, or it isn't, if it isn't, that's a whole nother conversation. But if yeah. it is, these are the things that we need to be doing. So that's right. yeah. Uh, as one all, who also, uh, you know, takes a high view of the inspired word of God. I just appreciate that perspective that, It says what it says, and we're called to follow and obey those things, and so we go, and we do it. That's right. Yeah, so might that uh, be an encouragement for you all as you go forward from this episode? Thanks for joining us. We're so glad that you're with us. Again, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We've got uh, Ken on Twitter, at uh, Ken Whatmore, and I'm at Missions Mike. And on Twitter, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Go to the website, too. We've got uh, more details about ways that you can fulfill the Great Commission in your own life, uh, MikeFalkenstein.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to having you with us on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.